Well, hello and welcome to um, our podcast. I'm joined by someone very special today, very special to me. <laughs> we have Adam Skinner, and as always, I'm going to give you an introduction. You probably have heard these words maybe somewhere because I did scour the internet, as I always do, to find out about you. So we have Adam Skinner, an experienced senior community lead with a history of developing global communities in the games industry. His skills include social media management, content creators, community development focus currently, and this pains me to say, Gen Z values and wonderfully aspirational driven engagement. Passionate about community building, um, especially around YouTube, TikTok and Twitch. Um, a comment I picked up from someone um, who gave you a recommendation was, Adam is rad. And uh, there you go, that sums you up. How do you feel about that? We've got this. Let's go. <laughs> cool. So, as always, I'd like to start way back when and how you came to be here at Quali in this position. So let's start, what was your first experience with gaming? And maybe what was the first game you played? Okay, so first game I played, it was, wow, it was a combination of a lot of games. I, I don't really remember my very first game, but I do remember be, back in the sort of mid to late 80s, um, being very obsessed with Amiga as a platform. Um, okay. Yeah, so Amiga being, um, it's, it was basically a keyboard with a game system inside it, and you would get floppy disks put them inside and you get games and you go go wild well it's pretty much do you yeah, think where i started how many people do you think out there don't know what a floppy disk is anymore oh absolutely i would say at least 95 percent of the, <laughs> the listeners would probably not know what, what what the hell i'm talking about but um yeah i mean maybe even a little bit before that i can remember playing on the bbc micro a game called exile let's start there on the what on the bbc micro I'm you sure know what my bbc age. micro is yeah. Okay. yeah, maybe it was just a generation after, before us. There were these horrendous brick-sized, well, freeze block-sized computers that uh, they had in the schools, yeah. and they were, uh, yeah, yeah, they're basic games on some of them, and it was a completely new concept to us all. And wow, and were absolutely you absolutely fantastic? The guitar's <laughs> got fond memories for you. Did you then also were you in that mini clip era too? Did you play those on the browser? No, I was yeah. way before that. Okay. I was way, way before <laughs> browser games. <laughs> okay, and what age then was were you um, sort of awoken to games? What was the okay? Roughly? My, my first real sort of interest in games came during that Amiga era. Um, yeah. I absolutely loved point and click adventures. So, right. um, Lucas Arts, yeah, owned a lot of IPs, Monkey Island, Indiana Jones, Monkey that Island. kind of thing. Okay. Uh, Monkey Island is definitely the roots of my, my gaming, if I really think about it. Okay. Um, all my tattoos are Monkey Island tattoos as well. Amazing. So, yeah, so I've, I, I, love, I love that series. Yeah. I love it. I say I love the entire series. I don't love the entire series. I love the original 2D ones. Okay. The original 2Ds. And, and was this close to teenage years? Were you playing with friends or did it evolve to something else then? This would have been... We used to hang out. There was a huge family that lived down the road and they had a really cool older brother mm. and he was into Amiga stuff. So okay. I'm not sure how cool he actually was, but <laughs> like super nerd or something. He was yeah. a nerd and uh, we used to go around and see what he was playing and then we'd become obsessed with whatever was the flavor of the week. So, wow, so this was similar to, I was speaking to Don Juan about this. Um, 
you were before the age of Twitch and watching people play and that got you excited about the mm -hmm. game. You were doing that yeah, way back when. Yeah, yeah, to a, to a degree. And that's that's kind of been a thing throughout my gaming adventure mm. as well. Like, I remember when the PS1 first came out, I would, I would go around and watch my mates play Resident Evil. Okay. I wouldn't play it myself. It was just like me watching a movie, basically. And yeah. I remember it vividly. It was, it was uh, a good time, and it's always been that that way. Yeah. And a lot of word of mouth would happen. Um, so imagine Twitch, but on a very very small scale between a group of ten, fifteen people, yeah. maybe, uh, in a small village in Nottinghamshire. But I suppose back in the day, then, as you are a community lead now, that's the sort of thing. That was going on your word of mouth these communities you all played the game together mm -hmm. and enjoyed it together which is what we're building here just on a larger scale absolutely yes yes cool so going through teenage years i've got here one of your first jobs was a journalist and photographer for southwest bmx okay what happened there uh so with that one that was more of a volunteer job that wasn't an actual um job I was kind of a guest photographer. Okay. I had a few photos published pretty much. Right. But um, I, my whole life I've been mad about BMX bikes. Um, okay. Uh, I didn't know that. I, I helped to found uh, two skate parks, one concrete, one wooden. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, it's only in recent years as I've got older and uh, my knees don't work as well. <laughs> I've not been able to do as much with so that. You skated? No. Oh, sorry. I rode BMX. BMX bikes. Yeah. Would you do yeah. all those sort of jumps and spins? And yeah, yeah, I was. Wow. I, I was pretty sick. You're pretty sick. Okay, yeah. so <laughs> a question I had too was: you went to Nottingham College, correct? Is that uh, right? That's what it's called now. Yeah. Yeah, Nottingham College. Yeah. What was the reason that you decided to go straight into working as photography, graphic designer, motion designer, and not go to university? Was it a conscious decision that you were like, no, or did you fall into something? Well, it, I was kind of. I settled down quite young with, okay. with my wife, uh, and we had children quite young um, and and from there I was kind of more forced into work so okay. I I didn't go to university but I did learn a lot from games when I should have been at university yeah. during and, that and time we'll get into that we'll yeah. get into that <laughs> I think this is good to know as well yeah I think we're pushed into this sort of path you go to school college then university but as obviously you've been successful in your field there is another way and it's just good to hear that you went on a different journey and Absolutely. you are here now I am not the model of the usual journey into the games industry, yeah. put it that way. Yeah, which I think it'll be yeah. good for people to hear. Um, moving forward, one of the places you've sort of been the longest, and I'm not talking about Azeroth yet, um, is uh, for Lockwood Publishing. Mm -hmm. You started out as a video editor, 2D artist, moved on to community management and then lead uh, the community management there. Yep. What was that journey like and how did you get into it to start with without any sort of experience prior? Okay, so at the dawn of time, uh, I used to work in the motor trade um, as customer service. Okay. So while I was doing that, um, uh, do you want me to go into- Yeah, please. In, into the full journey here? Yeah, yeah. So while I was doing that, I was playing a lot of games as a hobby and making quite a bit of machinima yep. at the same time and also building communities as a hobby, yeah, okay? Yeah. Which we'll probably go into in a bit more detail soon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I basically didn't want to be in the motor trade anymore. I was mm -hmm. making these videos as a hobby and it was very, very apparent that 
I should have been doing something creative as a job. So my wonderful cousin already had a job at local publishing. Okay. Uh, he reached out to me because he knew that I could edit videos and he needed some help with that. Um, so I ended up being a video editor and TV artist uh, for PlayStation Home. Okay. Um, Lockwood were making um, digital items, so clothes and stuff that would be sold in game. And then um, we would do the trailers for them that would be shown on the on the Lockwood YouTube, in the, on the billboards around the town in PlayStation Home, that kind of thing. Okay, cool. Um, so that went on for a while and it was great. Re lots of creative freedom, uh, wonderful environment, everything like that, and some really great people too. Uh, unfortunately, PlayStation Home closed down in 2013, just completely out of the blue for most of us. Right. Um, and there were unfortunately some cuts and um, they had to close down a few departments, including the one that I was in. Um, so I went away for a while um, and then I came back to Lockwood because I, while they were developing PlayStation Home, they were also working on something called Avakin Life, which is basically like a 3D online mobile version of The Sims. Okay. And because of my customer support experience and me building communities as a hobby, uh, and also the 2D and the video work that I'd been doing before, I said, hey, um, you've got quite a, a lot of potential to build a community here. Mm -hmm. Would you like me to just help out a bit yeah. on the community side of things? So they said, oh yeah, that'd be great. And so I, I started and uh, it was very, very small amount of work to start with. And gradually they started picking up some momentum. I was feeding back about the community and what they actually wanted to do. It was a really nice vibe yeah. of what items they wanted making, that kind of thing. And I would then take that feedback, organize it, pass it on to the developers and the developers would make it. And then it basically exploded. Right. It was great. We went from an, an example of this being, we went from 50,000, uh, sorry, 50, not 50,000, yeah. five zero um, followers on Instagram. And it grew to, I think it was just short of eight, 800,000 before I left. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah, so it, it's a, it was a very community heavy wow. project and I learned quite a lot there. Um, yeah. But what I did was I built a strategy around trust. And when you have trust, you become relatable, you b carry on to b uh, building that trust within that community. And if communities feel listened to, the community will grow. Yeah, absolutely. And that's good to hear you. It went from almost a hobby. You enjoyed it in your spare time. Mm -hmm. You saw a gap and you said, hey, I can help you. Yeah. And then you learn the values of how, what it means to grow. Yes. I think that'd be exactly. good for people to hear as well. Um, really cool. Now, we're going to go on to something else that you like to do in your spare time. Okay. And that's wander around Azeroth. This is very true. So... Adam is a big WoW fan, World of Warcraft, and I also enjoy from time to time. We've got a quiz for you today. Now, this is a quiz I've tried as, to center it around Wrath of Lich King. I know that was, was that when you started? Or? Yeah, that's when I started. Just before we go into that, actually, yeah. just to mention, when I was, the game that I was talking about where I um, got my interest in community and start making machinima videos was World of Warcraft. So there's a bit of an ingrained joke with our friend group that I didn't go to university like a normal person. I went to a digital university. I went to Dalaran University, went to Dalaran which university. is the city during Wrath of the Lich King. Okay. It's, yeah. So, so you went to we the are. Dalaran University got you to here. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. think a lot of 
people will be happy to hear that. Yeah. So I think a lot of people went to that Dalaran University. Um, okay, so here is the World of Warcraft quiz featuring Adam Skinner. Now, some of these get quite difficult, but we'll see how far we get. Okay, and for those of you who don't know, we've got Maddie here producing. And if you've watched previous podcasts, she got 10 out of 10 on hers. Real I test. just wanted to add a bit more pressure there. Okay, question one. How many discs was the Wrath of the Lich King? Uh, I believe, now that you've really tested me here, <laughs> this is not the sort of question I was expecting. I think it was three. Is that your final answer? That I'm going to go, because I've. I, that is a guess. Okay. Yeah. The answer is one. One? That was the age where it moved from three oh, no. to one. Oh, no. I've okay. already failed it. Oh, no, no, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, question two. How many obelisks surround the thro frozen throne? I'm going to say six. No. Uh, I'm going to pause for a second. Are you sure? <laughs> no. <laughs> I've not been to the frozen throne since 2010. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is four. Oh, that close, was my though. second guess. That's close, though. Never mind. These are actually... Sorry, guys. Look at it. Okay. You, my, my guild is cursing me right now. This is going to be quite funny <laughs> for them to listen to. Um, next question. How many mounts did Wrath of the Lich King add to WoW? And you don't need to give the exact number. <laughs> I'll give you two choices. Below 60 or above 60? I think they went a little bit mad with it. If I remember right. Oh, no, because this is when a lot of them became like proper achievement based. I'm going to say less than 60. Oh, no. You were on the right track. It's oh, above. no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I've got a new target, and that's to get every question wrong. <laughs> no, I'm sure you'll get some. Okay, next question. How many phases does the Lich King have when fighting him? On what difficulty? Um, I think this is taken from... At the time, heroic. Okay. There was no mythic then. Okay, so you have. I have to work this out. Yep, yep. And so just so I, it looks like I do know what I'm talking about, <laughs> I might get this wrong. <laughs> so you got the first phase where you just go ham on him. The second phase, he will bring in the Valkyrie and they'll drop you off the edge. Yep. The third phase uh, is a repeat of the first phase, but with uh, Defile. Yep. The fourth phase, you go into Frostmourne and kill spirits because that's the heroic mode or the hard mode and then the fifth five five phases okay I think it may have confused so if it's not heroic mode then four then four yeah because okay, you don't four. go into the spirit into yeah, yeah. side Frostmourne yeah um so congrats yes. we're on our way <laughs> let's do it yeah. add, add, add a comment down below if you think that that was actually fair well, yeah. yeah okay and and also let us know if you got these right and uh and then you know more than more than adam now i'll take it i know that you're a bit of a <laughs> achievement hunter yeah so this next question should be should be right for you <laughs> okay in wow how many achievements can you complete in black rock spire do you know i got right. this from the, an easy quiz as well do you mean upper or lower or both 
Um, That's so, such a hard I question. think it's 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 both. Okay. So, yeah. Oh wow. Okay. And it's not as crazy as you think. Okay. It, I would say there's two in each, and maybe three in one of them. So five in both. <laughs> Again, you're so close. It was four. <laughs> there is two in each. Uh, yeah, but you, okay. very close. Your working out there was was getting there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Looking at these questions, they are very okay. Next question: How many unstable flasks are there for fighting gruel? There are six. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mum. Yeah. This is what I've become. And if you're part of Adam's Guild, please rinse it in the comments. <laughs> I want to see complete rinsing. Okay. Now I know that you don't play this class, so okay. this might be a bit tricky. But how many runes are displayed on the Death Knight? Runes? No idea. Do you know? No. Hang, hang on a second. <laughs> um, so the, there's three specializations. So just I'd assume there's one rune for each. Three. It's six. Six. Do you think you're going to have some Death Knight mains out there? Well, they, 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 they can, but I, I'm a monk. I'm a monk and a rogue. What was the decision to play like a monk rogue? Why do you play that sort of thing? Is that like a game specific thing or do you always play that sort of class? Uh, I always... I play all sorts of classes, to be honest with you. But yeah. um, monk and rogue, I like the idea of the sneakiness. Yeah. Initially, but then I got. Uh, then when monk came out, monk was like. It was less spammy, so you're not necessarily mashing buttons, that yeah. kind of thing. There's a lot. Yeah. You were with the chi and like slowly hitting buttons perfectly, that kind of thing. And, okay. And it, and it became. It was like playing a more fun rogue. Right. Okay. Yeah. A more fun rogue. Yeah. See, I've never played those classes. Yeah. I mean, monk healer, but not. Yeah. Right. So you've got a question right. I hope your guild rinses you in the comments. Now, I want to move this to Quali now. Okay. So you've been here, I believe it was something like four months before me. So about a year and a couple months. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was the decision to move to Quali? Because I know you're from Nottingham, right? So it's quite, quite a way away. How did that come about? Um, I I saw an opportunity to work on. Um, well, I'm going to wind it back a little bit actually. So yeah. when I was working on Avakin Life, that was one product with a live mm -hmm. live community, um, and there wasn't much outside of the standard. We make these digital items, the players buy them, the community grows based on fashion and things like that. Yeah. So the life service was was very it was very linear, mm -hmm. so to speak. Yeah. But what got me interested in quality was going from that sort of flat single community experience yeah. to potentially having all of these indie developers come in with different genres and different kinds of communities. Yeah. And lots of opportunities to grow communities in different ways. Okay. So for example Mm. Scathe is a very different kind of game to that I've played. Yep. Different kind of audience. We would have to pinpoint what would be their core community channels. Yep. Um, where it where the best place to talk to them would be, how we handle them at events. The different games bring different people, right? Yeah. So that with community being a hobby is extremely interesting to me. Yeah. 
so that's you, why so you, you saw the opportunity and, yeah and of course Absolutely. it was a new department at the time as well yeah yeah exactly cool, so, so we had we had a, a pretty much a, a blank canvas to um start building these communities amazing so what we can achieve now let's talk about this year obviously scathe came out last year um and i believe we have a video coming out soon uh with scathe that we did in-house i know we had a lot of fun with that you played in that tournament mm -hmm. as well coming up this year in 2023 we've got a variety of games now i'll premise this as i've done every podcast we love all of our games but for you what's the game that you are looking forward to playing because you like that type of game the most okay uh wow okay um i would say for me as i like mmo type content and an adventure i would say wildmander wildmander that's okay. my personal preference all of the games are, are absolutely so like yeah so i mean i'm looking forward to building the communities on this one. yes yeah. yeah now this point i always ask as a community manager lead what few tips would you give to someone who is looking i know we've probably covered a few of those mm -hmm. in this podcast but what i guess practical tips for people looking to get into the industry in uh, a, a community capacity from maybe they've been uh, discord mods and they're looking to move to a gaming company something like that okay so um i used to have this discussion quite regularly with um our head of qa at my last place um as community and qa are considered sort of foot in the door jobs into the games industry so for me if i was recruiting i would need someone to show that they are legitimately interested in okay. building communities yep. and it's not just a gateway into getting where they want to be in the industry mm. um showing actual passion for communities and um tactics on yep. how to grow those communities and sort of Exp be experimental on social media that kind of thing just a little bit of passion yeah um is is what i recommend so really think before you go for these jobs if whether it's something that you actually want to do yeah um it can be very tough um but it can also be one of the most rewarding jobs in the world definitely because you are a bridge you're a bridge between those communities and the publisher developers and it's, it is very important exactly you're the yeah. the mouthpiece um any more any more for any more um yeah i mean don't be disheartened if you don't have the education you think you need mm -hmm. to get into the industry um i am literally a living representation of that not being the case yeah so, or sorry that being the, the case, case. Yeah. you know what and I you've mean. done very very well <laughs> yeah um well thank you i appreciate it thank you for being on We've got lots of more games coming up this year in 2023. We've got Die by the Blade, Wild Mender, Space Chef, many, many games. And they're all amazing in their own right. And as you were saying earlier, different genres cater for different people. And I think that's really awesome as well. So if you're not a part of the discords, the communities that Adam and the team grow, do be a part of those. We'll have links down below. Um, like and subscribe, hit that notification bell. And uh, any closing words, Adam? Yeah. With the alliance <laughs> oh my goodness all right thank you all bye-bye